Welcome to Word from the Herd, produced and brought to you by the Kimmel Foundation for Recovering Leadership. Welcome to Word from the Herd. I'm your host, Thomas Hill, and today I'm remotely in the studio with Shane Wharton, who is, uh, for the past year, the new president of Love's. Uh, which is an, an Oklahoma company, but is known nationally. Uh, they're one of the one of the the places that you can always spot on the highway when you're traveling from one place to another. It's a, a clean, friendly place to stop. And um, there's a couple of things that I really appreciate about Shane. The first and foremost is he's a graduate of Oklahoma State University, which automatically makes him a great guy. We we know that part. But Shane, throughout his career, has also spent a lot of time uh, giving back to the community. And Shane, you've spent uh, 15 years in, in one capacity or another in leadership in the United Way of Central Oklahoma. In fact, got the Ray Ackerman Leadership Award from them. I've been on a lot of different advisory boards and boards, everything from the Science Museum to the uh, OSU School of Accounting. Uh, so welcome to the show today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here, Thomas. Even, even though it's remote, this, this, this works great. Well, it looks like you've got a, a, a nice office there. So you're in a comfortable place and I'm in a comfortable place. So that, that works for us. Shane, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask a lot of my guests uh, right, off the, right off the bat. And that is, when you were growing up, when you were a young person, uh, who was your hero? And if that's changed, if that's somebody different now, who is that now? And tell us a little bit about why. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, that, that's kind of a hard question for me uh, to, to, point out just one hero who that might be. So what, here's how I would answer that is that um, I was lucky to grow up in a small community in Western Oklahoma, uh, Gary, Oklahoma. Uh, and a lot of folks probably don't, don't know that town. It's about 1500 people, but I grew up in a town that everybody knew everybody. And, and it was a very supportive community. I, I you know, had a good family that obviously that was supportive, but um, so, so I, it would be hard for me to pick one person and, for you too, just coincidentally, our mascot was a bison. So I know that that, that is something that you guys have latched on to. And, and um, uh, Gary is most known for having the oldest wrestling tournament uh, in the country, not Oklahoma, but in the country. And uh, so sports was a big part of my life growing up. And uh, so I had a lot of mentors and coaches along the way that, that helped me. But, if, but you know, if, if we're talking about later in life, um, it would be hard for me not to mention uh, Tom Love's name. Uh, Tom, the founder of this company, uh, Tom and Judy Love, um, is just a remarkable human being. He, uh, you know, when we talk about people and valuing people, um, that comes out pretty quickly when you, when you talk to him. He, he has a, a, a great understanding and knowledge that you can have a great business idea or plan, but if you don't have the right people around you, uh, you're not going to get anywhere. And, and so he's, he's, done, he's been that way uh, for a long time. And, and he's the kind of person that um, you can be talking to him and he will, he will tell you a story about somebody that he met 25 years ago. He'll remember their name. He'll remember something about their family details. And I, I'm often challenged to remember who I met yesterday, right? <laughs> so um, it's been a pleasure to been able to, you know, to, to work with him and work closely with him. Well, that's awesome. You know, 
what I'm hearing you say is that you grew up in a community that was supportive and, and you sensed that you were cared for, you were looked after, watched over. I know my father grew up in a very small town in northeastern Oklahoma, and he tells stories about, you know, if, if he, something went wrong at school, his mother knew about it before he could walk home from school, you know, very, a very close-knit community and the, and the support you get. So that, that's awesome. Now, I've got to ask, you know, you, you brought up wrestling. Did you wrestle in high school? So I, I did not in high school. So I, I wrestled, everybody wrestled in Gary, but, you know, by, you know, as soon as you could walk, you were on the, you know, you were on the mat. That was just the thing. And, uh, but, you know, as I got older, I got, I got taller and, and uh, basketball was something that I was really interested in. So I, I kind of went against the grain and, and, uh, you know, I was called out for that every now and then. Wrestling, wrestling was the thing, Gary. Yeah. Well, I was aware yeah. of, the, of the term wrestling in high school, and, uh, but um, I was a average high school wrestler, and obviously I had no chance of being a college. I <laughs> <laughs> was the end of my wrestling career. It's, it's interesting in the sense that uh, you know it's a small town, so there's no hotels or motels, and I mean, literally, teams would come in from from across across the country, and so. So families in Gary would host a team. So you know, so every year we would we would host a team at our house during the tournament. What a fantastic thing! Well, so Shane Loves is uh, obviously nationally known for a lot of things, but um, but they're very uh, their giving to the community is very substantial, and um, there's a lot of different uh, causes and organizations that Love has gotten Loves has gotten behind. Um, but what I'd be interested in, in hearing from you, tell us a little bit about um, how you and the, and the rest of the management and the leadership at Loves, how you see your community philanthropy um, helping and involving your own people, your own team members. How are they involved in that? Yeah, so I, I think um, probably one of the, there's, there's a lot of different things that the, that the family and the company get involved in that, I mean, that, and that's that's one of the one of the things that attracted me to this company and others is the community support. But, but probably the biggest one that's most recognized is the the children miracles the children's miracle network campaign that we do right. annually because uh, it's something that we can do you know across the nation as, and and we do things in, in each community but that's a that's a nationwide deal and we can involve our customers in it. So I you know I think um, it impacts our employees in a lot of different ways. Um, because of the business that we're in, I mean, we're, we're in a business of serving other people. You know, everybody, every customer that walks in our door needs something. And, and uh, so we, we're always trying to attract that person that has kind of a servant uh, leader type, type personality that they, they want to help people. Um, and so that, that naturally fits in with, with wanting to give back to the community. It's usually that same type of person. And it, it's something that they can get involved in and, and give back and feel like their values and their and the company that they work for, the family that they work for matches up. And, it, and then, of course, it just creates a lot of a lot of teamwork uh, activities. So because, well, we, we, I mean, we turn it into a to a contest to, to see which, you know, which store, which district divisions can raise the most money. And so, you know, people come up with with bake sales or, or they'll, they'll bring their barbecue from home, you know, up to the store and set it up in the parking lot. And, and uh, so the, the, the creativity and the teamwork that comes out of it and the, and just the fun, right. The fun of, 
doing that and, and at the same time giving back to the community, we, we see a ton of value in it. That's awesome. And it sounds like fun too. And, and I, I think that one of the things that we often uh, miss in our leadership, you know, obviously we have to get our jobs done, right? And we all run organizations that have a, a tactical purpose. Um, you know, at Kimray, our mission is to make a difference in people's lives, but the way we facilitate that is building valves. And so the valves do have to get built. You know, the parts have to get made. Um, yeah. And, and it, it's hard to say, well, we're going to make every day fun when you're running a machine or building valves. I mean, not every day is going to be, you know, a party or, or a picnic. So I think as leaders, it's really important that we look for ways um, to, to help people have fun participating in the community that is our workplace. And I'm very big on, you know, I don't like the term work-life balance because we're at work 35% of our waking hours. How can that not be life, right? I mean, we're actually doing life when we're at work. So there needs to be living elements of, of the thing. So that's, that's outstanding that you guys um, provide an opportunity for that to be fun. And for, for the, the people in your, in your company to kind of be missionally connected with the things that the company has chosen to be behind from a missional standpoint, I think that, yeah. that's also really important. So that, that's outstanding. Um, tell us a little bit more about, uh, you know, the, the, a, a big element I've, I've, I know a lot about loves and by the way, just want to clarify one little fact. Is it true that you were born in Watonga, right? Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so what's that, that where love's first location was? Yep. Very first location in 1964. Was so is this like destiny that you are where I, you, did you know I, when you were a little kid that you were going to grow up to be the president of loves? I mean, yeah, I wish that, I wish I knew that. Right. Yeah. But, uh, I was, I was a longtime customer of loves. Yeah. So my, so Gary was just 17 miles South of Watonga and my mom, uh, is, is a retired RN and, and she worked at the hospital in Watonga. So naturally that's where I was born. And, and, uh, yeah, it was fun actually, so store number one is, is still there, a uh, smaller uh, convenience store. But a couple of years ago, we opened up a brand new uh, location on the highway that comes into Watonga uh, from the from the east. And and that was a, it was a lot of fun to go back and be part of the grand opening. The 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 band from the high school came and they put and the mayor was there. You know, I mean, it's it's whenever we you know, we we open a new travel stop and, and most a lot of times it is in a, in a rural small community and and um, they love us coming to town. And so that, so that was fun after all these years to go back and, and to go back as, as, as president of loves. That is fun. So a, a huge element of your culture of loves culture is taking care of your team members, which is obviously one of the things that, that we like to talk a lot about with the foundation is how do we care for our team members? So I'm just going to, you know, give you free reign. Tell us a little bit about what that looks like at, at loves and, and from a leadership perspective, you know, how are you showing value to your people, especially with the challenge of you've got about 10,000 people spread over 41 states? Am I, am I yeah. accurate? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a challenge. Actually, and actually almost 30,000 employees now. Oh, my um, goodness. Well, that yeah. wrong. That's okay. It, um, I lose count. It's, it's growing fast. Um, yeah, so I, I can, I'll go a couple different directions. So one, I'll start out with talking about uh, COVID, you know, the last year that we've been, we've been living through. Um, and, I, and I'll start off by saying that several years ago, uh, Jenny Love Meyer. So there's, there are 
uh, four uh, kids of Tom and Judy Love, three of which are active in the business. Uh, two of them are co-CEOs, and then and then Jenny Love Myers, our chief culture officer. And so, you know, she, I mean, she is always thinking about uh, our people and are we doing the right thing across the gamut, right? Uh, benefits and all, and giving back to the community and so forth. So one of the one of the phrases that she coined that we in one of our times we were talking in a, in a in a training or something she said you know what if you take care of the customer we'll take care of you that that's our promise and and the family really does believe that and, and they they live it out and so whenever in the early days of, of COVID I think I think that it's a good example um, you know all of us were trying to figure out what is what does this mean what are we going to do um, and and early on, we were designated as as an essential business, which which makes a lot of sense. Uh, truck driver, the truck drivers is uh, one of our, our core customers, and America needed trucks to keep moving, to keep the uh, keep the country going, medical supplies and the economy and so forth. And but as we were talking about it, you know, what what came up early on in, in terms of how are we going to keep the stores open, how are we gonna, is all of that's well and good, but. We've got to we've got to take care of our employees first. That's the, and so we so we ended up coining the phrase team first initiatives. So so team first became think about the team first, then we'll think about how are we going to take care of the customer. Um, and so that you know that led to you know being being the the first in a lot of cases of, of, of things that ended up being pretty normal in terms of uh, extra sanitation, you know, cleaning. We you know we we started cleaning our showers differently, our showers for the for the drivers and the, the, the products that we used and made sure that our employees that were doing that had, you know, had a mask on. And so uh, cleaning, um, we put, we were one of the first to put up plexiglass. Uh, we, we did pay increases, we did guarantee bonuses. Um, we ended up, you know, of course, then uh, having mask and, and supplying mask. And, and so all of those things, uh, we ended up kind of leading the industry because we thought about it in terms of what are we doing for our employees first? And if we, if we, if we do that right, then they'll be glad to take care of the customers and, and our customers will be safer too. So um, personally, I, yeah, I think this time period really kind of, kind of showed that we, we met that. Um, so, and, I, and I've got another direction I'd go to another example, but I, I don't, before I leave the COVID thing, I don't know if you have a question. I, want, I definitely want you to tell us another story. I do want to make one comment about that. So often I see leadership in organizations and, and I'm not sure that they actually have thought through what it, what it communicates when they say this, but, but they say that, you know, my most important job as the CEO or whatever is either the shareholder, you know, shareholder value or, taking care of our customers. Well, let's just be honest. I don't know about you, Shane, but I never interact with a Kimray customer. I mean, it's very rare, right? I mean, that, that, that's not my job, that's not my role. I'm not in our stores, I'm not in our distribution, I'm not tech support, I don't, you know, they don't call me, our customers don't call me, the people who use Kimray valves don't call me. I doubt very seriously the truck drivers that, you know, get gas and food and, and the things that they need from your travel stops spend very much time communicating with you. So that's really not our job as, as senior executives is not taking care of customers. Our job is taking care of our people. And if we do that well, then we position and empower our people to take care of our customers, which then 
you know, makes our businesses strong, which allows us to do all the things we do for the community. So I love it that that's your focus. And I wish I saw more leaders who understood that their team members, their people should be their number one focus. And if they do that, then the rest of the stuff kind of takes care of itself. We're certainly yeah. having a chance. So thank you for telling us that. But yes, tell us another story. I'd love to hear more. Yeah, yeah you're right. Because that you're um, when that truck driver walks in our store, that that cashier, you know, is, is the person that he has a relationship with, right? I mean, probably a regular, right? And, you know, and you, and you, you hope that over time, our, and, and we know what happens, our, our cashier knows, hey, when Joe comes in, he, he, he likes his cup of coffee or he likes this or that, you know, so that's, that's where the relationships happen. Um, so, yeah, so the other kind of under this, this um, kind of sharing the prosperity of the company type, type mindset, a program that we have that that unless you're inside loves you, you, you or worked here you would you would know about it and we and it was a program we started a long time ago and it's called love shares and we're we're a privately held business so we you know so we don't we don't have stock options or you know we, we can't give our employees stocks you know do do what what walmart did many years ago but we we designed a program that was a you, know, you could call it a profit sharing program it was, it was a little bit unique in the sense that um, it, it, it was tied to really what our employees have control over. So if, if, I'm, a, if I'm a manager of, of the store in Watonga, um, I have the ability to, to literally share in the bottom line profits of that location. And, and it's designed with a, um, a certain percentage share based on your role. If you're a district, you know, district manager, then it might be seven stores and division and so on. And it, and it has a seven-year vest to it. So it, it's a it's a program that says, hey, we're we're going to invest in you. We're gonna we're gonna give you opportunity. We're gonna train you. We're gonna we're gonna improve your skill set. And and of course, we're gonna get in return from you. Uh, taking care of our customers and, and helping us build the business, and we want you to share in that. And we and we want you to feel like you're part of an owner of a business, uh, because if you if you have that mindset, if you if you're working in a mindset of I'm I'm an owner as well, you think differently about how you run the business, how you interact with the customers, and and it's it's just been remarkable the impact on on the business and our people and you know maybe and, and i think even more impactful than we thought it would be and, and when and when we see it is once a year we'll we'll have an annual event three-day event we bring all of our our leaders in from the field and over the years that's grown uh training coaching that sort of thing and the the last evening we have a dinner event and the big and the big event is to recognize all the employees that reach that seven-year vest and it's i mean it's a, a big stage and lights and music and they we bring them up one at a time and they get the you know the big sweepstakes check you know that you see and they're you know they're just so happy so excited because you know they've been rewarded for this hard work and commitment uh that they that they've been on this journey um, and the, in talking about stories, the, you know, and the backstories is what makes it exciting because it ends up being, you know, a, literally a life-changing event for a lot of folks, you know, they, they, they paid off their house or they, 
or now they're able to buy that house that they wanted to buy, right? Or they paid off their kid's student loan or they paid for their grandkids college. Um, the stories just go on and on or simply I, I'm taking that dream vacation that I've dreamed about for years, but I couldn't do it. So it, it um, once a year that that is the, the, the one thing a year that, that I like the most is going to that event. And of course, this year was a little bit different. We had to do it remote, so it right. wasn't quite the same. But uh, that's when you can step back and say, wow, we're we're making a difference in people's lives. That is awesome. You know, there, there's so much wrapped up in that, that I, that I think is, is important for our listeners to think about. You said a number of things that, that, that I really think are, are significant. First of all, you, you, you very clearly said um, the profit sharing, you know, there's a lot of different terms for those kinds of programs and they're structured in a lot of different ways. And, and that's fine. Um, it, one size doesn't fit all for all different kinds of companies. But what you did say was the, the, the benefit they receive is tied to things that they can control. And, and that's really important in a, in a profit sharing or, or some type of a, of, a, of a, you know, sharing program. But it's actually important from a leadership standpoint. I can't tell you how many times I've seen leaders hold people accountable for things that they don't have control over. And, 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 it, and, it's, and I'm using nice words. In, in reality, when that happens, they're blaming someone in the organization for something that happened when that person didn't actually have control over that. And that doesn't build people up, that tears people down. And so being a company that has them and being a leader that has the mindset, I'm going to think through what do these people actually have control over? What can they actually impact? And let's hold, let's appropriately hold them accountable for what they impact. And let's also reward them on things that are actually within their, within their purview of control, as opposed to making them kind of the puppets of a much larger organization. And, and they're, they're at the whims of decisions that they didn't have anything to do with. So I think that's very significant and really, really appreciate that you do that. The other thing that I, that I think is significant is, you know, you said and for many people in your organization, being a part of that program and, and reaching the vesting period, those are life-changing events for them. And so often I see leadership who really view their people as a commodity, you know, like, like any other material they would bring in and, and they're replaceable and they're exchangeable. And, and, and while they would probably never say this in an interview, the mindset that they're communicating is, you know, I pay you and, and you do the job I ask you to do. And, and I don't owe you anything, but the fact of the matter is we don't own our people. We don't, they don't belong to us. We're, we're borrowing them and, and, and they're, they're exchanging part of their life for us. They're, they're giving us some of themselves. They're investing themselves in our business. And we often talk about, well, the shareholders need a return on their investment. And Kim Ray's a privately held company, just like Love's. It's basically the, my, my grandfather, the founder's family, right, that owns the company. And, and yes, the, the, the shareholders uh, deserve a return on that investment. But what about the people who work at Kimray? They're making investment every day too. And I think they deserve a return on that investment more than just the wage. The, the wage is in exchange for the, the skill they bring or the labor they bring or, or whatever, but, but they really are investing themselves. And so to, to listen to you talk in terms of you're, you're giving them back a return on that investment and that becomes life-changing for them, that is outstanding. And that really, I mean, you talk about telling somebody that you care about them changing mm -hmm. life in that way that that's that's putting your money where your mouth is that really puts feet to it so that's awesome that's a great story 
it's yeah no it, it it's very exciting and um yeah it it's nice when you can align uh you know the shareholders needs with with everybody that works with you and when you can do it man some really great things happen and i and it, and the other thing that happens is the other folks that are sitting in the crowd watching that person go across the stage it makes it real to them it's like okay right. that can be me I, if I, okay that if i really do work hard at this and i and i listen to my you know and i i can get there too and and i failed to say it i mean they're these are you know these are sizable checks i mean I, they're you know anywhere from fifty thousand dollars to four hundred thousand dollars i mean they're uh, and then and then it, it, keeps, it keeps rolling after that into to a three-year vest so we continue so anyway it's it's been a remarkably good program for all of us involved that's spectacular so shane if you'll let me i'd like to shift just a little bit to you um yeah. tell us a little bit maybe about a time in your life I, what I find with leaders is they can they can point to specific periods in their lives or times in their life when someone invested in them or showed them that they had value and that impacted their path, impacted how they ended up where they. Can you share a, a short story about that with us? Sure. Yeah. And and I yeah I've had luckily I've had a lot of good mentors over the years um, that have helped me, but. You know, one one that stands out. Whenever when I, I I came to work for Loves 20 plus years ago, um, had an accounting finance background, but I, I didn't know this industry. I never worked in it. And uh, about the same time, we hired uh, an executive from our competitor, uh, Tom Edwards, is his name, and and uh, he he actually just recently retired, but but he he ran the operations of of Loves. Uh, Tom, it was a time in the, in the business that the family really wanted to, to grow the business. And so they, they brought some, some folks in and, and Tom Edwards was one of those guys. And he and I worked closely together. He, he needed my help in, in getting some of the reporting and budgeting and things in place that he needed to run the business. And through that, he, he took an interest in me to, to teach me the business and teach me about management. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I'd grown up in, in public accounting and, and, and I managed those types of teams, but small team professionals, this was a different deal. And, and what I learned from him in terms of managing people and, and broadly defined, right? How do you, how do you hold people accountable? You know, how do you, you know, you're constantly coaching and training and, and follow up and, and, and back to, but, 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 building a connection at the same time and you know back to this making sure that people feel valued and respected and and you know i i look back on that and, and that you know that that and it was and for both of us we were new to the company uh, but his industry and and just breadth of experience because he'd been he'd been working in the business world for a long time was just very invaluable for me and you know i i i, I credit him for a lot of things that, that uh, I know today was because of him and, and thank goodness because, um, you know, back then, uh, you know, we had maybe 100 people in our corporate office and now we have 1500 people in our corporate office and 30,000 employees across the country. So uh, I, pr I probably better know something about uh, people managing people and, and I, I learned a ton from him. and. That was that was and what he taught me is I've got to be that way too. You know, once I have experience and knowledge, I've got to I've got to in turn do the same thing. I I have to mentor people. And I say have to. I enjoy. I mean, that's one of the favorite 
favorite things about all right, what I do is helping people move forward in their careers and, and, um, and giving back in the same way that he did. I'm really, I'm glad you caught yourself there and, and, and basically said you get to, I, there's a significant difference between leaders who think of their, the roles that they, that they have and the things that they do when they say things like, I get to do this, I get to interact with my people, I get to, um, versus this is my job or this is what I have to do. I much rather interact with people who feel like they get to do things, right? That, I mean, it's a, it's a mindset and one that, that we all could, so I love that you have that. All right, so as we wrap up, the last question I always like to ask, um, Shane, if I could gather up a, a bunch of emerging leaders and, and don't think so much in terms of age, um, but in terms of people who are coming into a leadership role uh, and, and put you in front of that group, what would be your advice? What would be words of wisdom that you would give them? You know, um, didn't expect, so maybe that, and it, it sounds real simple, but basically be willing to show up every day, right? I mean, and meaning really show up, you know, not, not just, I made it to my desk and I sat down and, I've, and I'm going through my email, but showing up every day, wanting to make a difference, you know, wanting to, whether that's impacting somebody's life, uh, an employee or a customer, but um the the wanting to make a difference um and 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 then being uh consistent about it and persevere because some days it's going to be real easy to show up and some days it's going to be really hard uh you know there were some times during covid you know it's kind of like ah do we yeah are we really you know dealing with this again today um and you just got to keep sticking with it and have some patience I'm really glad that you that you acknowledge that some days it's not easy. I'm I'm worried sometimes that people look at existing leadership and they think that what we that they think we that it's all easy, you know, that, that somehow it, it just happens. And and I know that at some level, most people understand that you have to work hard. But I think if you dug deep into a lot of high level leaders, you would find that there are some very dark days and there are some times when you don't know the next thing you're not sure what the what the choice is or what the decision is and yet we we it's our responsibility we have to show up and we have to do that so expecting that that's going to be the case right expecting that if you're going to be in leadership there's going to be difficulties um, but then there's also really great days right i mean there's days when like like when you get to go to your annual party and see the look on people's faces that kind of makes all the dark days worth it when when that kind of stuff happens so i, I agree and and i and i think you know that 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 acknowledging that days are hard. I mean, it, it, it kind of speaks to, to, to being a humble leader as well. I mean, that's something that, that I feel strongly about too, that um, uh, everybody has talent. Everybody has something to, to give and provide. Um, you just have to be listening. And, and if you're listening uh, and they feel respected and safe to, to share with you, you're going to hear their opinions with probably better than yours. Uh, and, and so, um, that is, that's something that's pretty important to me too. I love that. Thank you for saying that. Well, Shane, it has been really special to get to spend a little time talking to you. I want to thank you not only for your time, uh, but I want to thank you for what your company does, not just here in our community locally, but across the nation, uh, for being an example of a company that takes care of their people and cares about their community. We appreciate that. And uh, we appreciate you sharing that with us. 
Well, thank you, and, and thank you for what you're doing. Uh, this is what what you're doing is is something that that's needed and, and a great message to to get out and share with people. So I appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you very much. This has been Word from the Herd. We really appreciate you spending time with us today, and I hope that you'll come back again soon. Thank you for joining us today on Word from the Herd, a production of the Kimmel Foundation. For more information about the Kimmel Foundation, visit us at thekimmelfoundation.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at thekimmelfdn. Please share this podcast and join us again next week for another Word from the Herd. Word from the Herd.